Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, again, coming to you with another uh, message of inspiration, hope, and to give you some peace and praying for you. I want you to know that I love you and I'm very concerned about you. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever you're struggling with, I want to let you know that we have a God who's invincible and he does protect us. And so I got a really exciting show for you today. And it's about understanding that when we praise, God fights. And that's going to be the title of the message. When we praise, God fights. And this is going to be uh, uh, a really good, really good show. And I'm really excited to talk about this because sometimes just the power of our words can invoke God. And the power of our singing can invoke God to move upon our circumstances. We're going to be looking at Second Chronicles 20. We'll be talking about Jehoshaphat who was the king over Judah. And they were getting ready to be attacked by their enemies. And they didn't know what to do. They had no clue what God was going to do for them or how they got this situation. But one thing that the king did know, he knew that he needed to talk to God about his circumstances. And that's what he did. He trusted and he talked to God and he prayed. Remember like this prayer is the most effective thing that we have. It's our spiritual warfare. It's our arsenal. It's our way of invoking God into our world, into our circumstances and situation. So uh, I don't know what you might be looming with, like it's, if you're looming with depression, if you feel like that uh, things just don't ever turn out, you feel like you're a failure, you feel like that your life can't change, it can't evolve, I want to tell you that's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Uh, God is an encompassing God. Uh, he can do anything he wants to. And all we have to do is just trust and believe that he is who he say he is. That he says, I am. And that's what he said, I am. In other words, he's whatever we need him to be. I told you he can be your best friend. He's the perfect parent. He's the per perfect counselor. He's the perfect, uh, perfect, perfect, perfect best friend that you can count on that friend who ain't gonna never leave you, never uh, walk away from you. A lot of times when we walk away from God, God is still in the same place where we left him at. So I wanna know, let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And I really hope this message encouraged some people to uh, praise in the midst of uncertainty. In other words, give God a thanks when you don't know what's gonna happen, how it's gonna work out, or how things are gonna turn around because we got to hold on to the power of God in the midst of a dark world. And so I just wanna uh, start out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, I thank you for the day, Father. I thank you for the message. When we praise God, he fights for us. And Father, and we're going to praise you this morning. Father, I pray, Father, for who's all downcast today, all of those who worry about things that they can't change, uh, I ask you to change them for them, Father. Give them peace and give them hope. Give them guidance. Let them know that you are concerned about their circumstances. Let them see your right hand. Let them see your majesty. Let them see your justice. Let them see that you can make them prevail over their circumstances. I pray for all who are in the hospital. I pray for those who are in prison. I pray for those who are homeless. 
I pray, Father, uh, that the children who are getting ready to go back to school, that this would be a good school year. I pray, Father, for the teachers. I pray for all those who need jobs, Father, today. I ask you to, to open up doors for them, Father. Uh, I pray for all the people who are just uh, full of anxiety because of COVID. I pray, Father, that you know you give your people peace and strength and guidance in this time, that they need you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I just want to just let y'all know I'm still on this challenge. I woke up this morning, and you know I read it. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34. And it's just saying the same thing over and over again. Just put God first and the rest to take care of itself. This is what I'm finding out. If I continue to put God first, he's going to take care of the rest of that stuff that I'm concerned with. So I'm putting God first today and hope that you're putting God first today in your life and that you're not leaning to your own understanding, but believing and letting God lead you. In other words, uh, I think that uh, if you do that, you'll be in for a great road of victory in your life. And so we're going to be looking at Second Chronicles 20. We're going to be looking at this King Jehoshaphat. We're going to like, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to indulge in this word. And today I've been really reading from today's Bible translation. That's the Bible I've been reading from today. Today's translation. And uh, I just want to just encourage you, you know, if you have a moment, uh, open the Bible and read it. And if you, if you have a, a bigger moment, take that third day challenge. Take, take that plunge and see and what will happen if, if you don't worry. You begin to trust God and say, well, God, even though it looks bad, but I'm going to hold on to you. Hold on to the, the unchanging hand of God and see what he does for you. So I'm just excited this morning to just to share with you this uh, word about Jehoshaphat and his people. In other words, because guess what? Sometimes when we are surrounded in uh, darkness and things are not right, it seems so big and so horrific. It seems like, man, ain't nothing going to happen to this circumstance. But I want to tell you everything has the ability to change. Remember, we work with a God who works in impossible, making it impossible, possible, making it impossible, possible. And whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind at the same time. And I just want to just encourage you, don't lose heart because Danny is praying for you. Danny uh, is concerned about you. I know God is concerned about you because he's written in his word. He said, you know, fear not. In other words, he wants us to have confidence in him that he's able to do great and mighty and powerful things in our life, even when we don't know what to do. So I just want to encourage you. I want to thank you. I want to just uh, let you know that God loves you. There's nothing that he won't do for you. That He won't give you victory. He won't. He'll give you victory. He, he won't let you be defeated. And so if you feel defeated today, understand. Boy, do I got a word for you today. So we're going to indulge in in this 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 Jehoshaphat and see what he does and what the people does. And maybe we can take some of these things that he do and put them into play in our life and see if it'll turn those circumstances around. And so I'm gonna start reading uh, verse one, Second Chronicles 20. Uh, and this is what it says. Later the Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Mennonites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some in reports to Jehoshaphat, a large crowd is coming against you from the other side of the Dead Sea, from Etna. The crowd is already 
in Hezan Tamar, also called Ingendal, frightened Jehoshaphat decided to ask the Lord for help. Did you see what he did? He began to pray. Like I, I'm always going to allude to let you know that prayer is the ultimate weapon to change things. It says that frightened, in other words, it's, it's all right to be frightened. In other words, uh, it's, it's, you know, because you don't know uh, the outcome, the circumstances. It says he was frightened. Frightened Jehoshaphat decided to ask the Lord for help. And so he decided, hey, man, this is just too much for me. You know, even though I'm the king, I got to rely on God. See, this is, this is the thing that I want you to understand about when God set up Israel as a, as a, as a nation to be an example to the world. The king knew that he had no power. He knew that his reliance was on the Lord, not upon himself, not upon anything else. You know, he didn't think about his army. He didn't say, well, I got 10,000 soldiers and they get fighting with us. It says he was frightened, in other words, and he was supposed to be the king. And just to think he's the head of this country, in other words, but he was frightened. But he had resolved inside of him and he decided to talk to God about his circumstances. And so I want to let you know, whatever you're dealing with today, whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. All, you have to, all we have to do is understand that God loves us and he wants to hear from us. And this is what I mean about this God that we serve, that, you know, he's invisible. But boy, he can come, he can come into reality. That's what I want you to know. He's invisible, but he can come into reality. He can step in. He has all the ability to do whatever he needs to do in any circumstances. So let's move on. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to read again. Frightened Jehoshaphat decided to ask the Lord for help. And this is also what he did. Sometimes we have to be able to invoke others. It says, let's go back. Frightened Jehoshaphat decided to ask the Lord for help. He announced a fast throughout Judah. He let the people know, I need you. I need you to stand with me. In other words, he wasn't afraid to let the people know that he was frightened. In other words, because he knew that it wasn't him who was going to defeat his enemy. He knew it would be the Lord that would defeat his enemy. So I want you to understand whatever you're dealing with today. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not too big for God. It's not too big for God. It may feel like it's too big for you, which is understandable, but it's not uh, too big for God. So if you're dealing with depression, you uh, anxieties, you're dealing with stress, you don't know what to do, you're looking out the window, you, you don't know if you want to go outside because you're so bogged down, and you don't know, uh, you don't want to go to work, you don't, you don't want to talk to nobody, you don't even want to eat because it's, this thing is looming so heavy over you. But I want you to understand that we have a God that we can talk to when things are looming over us so bad that we don't know what to do. And he can invoke help. And as I was saying, it says that the people of Judah gathered to seek the Lord's help. They came from every city in Judah. This is what I mean about, the, you know, I want you to understand about the power of prayer. When the king asked, it said, people came seeking God. 
And that meant that, you know, the people decided, hey, we needed God. They solved the problem. They heard the king, and they were obedient to call on the name of the Lord. So let's call on the name of the Lord today in our lives. If we're facing with adversities and difficulties and we don't know what to do, let's lean not onto our own understanding, but let's lean to the, the power of this God that when we praise him, he fights for us. And he knows how to get victory over our circumstances. You know, so like I said, whatever you're dealing with, you know, if you don't know how your circumstance is going to turn around, don't lose heart. Know that God is, is in the midst and he can work anything out. Let's go on to verse 5. In the new courtyard at the Lord's temple, Jehoshaphat stood in front of the people. He said, Lord, God of our ancestors, are not you the God in heaven? You rule all the kingdoms of the nation. You possess power and might. No one can oppose you. Did not you, our God, force those who were living in the country out of, out of Israel's way? Did not you give this country to the descendants of your friend, Abraham, to have permanently his descendants have lived in it and built a holy temple for your name. In it, they said, if evil comes in the form of war, blood, plagues, or famine, we will stand in front of this temple and in front of you because your name is in the temple and we will cry out to you in our troubles and you will hear and save us. See, now, you know, like if you go into First Kings, you read about Solomon's prayer when he dedicated this temple. Uh, it's, this is a place where you go call on the name of God. You know, God says it, his house should be called a house of prayer. And so I want you to understand that, you know, whenever you stand in need, stand in prayer and understand that the house of God is meant to invoke God. So this temple was built so that the people, whenever they got in trouble, that they can cry out to their God and, and it said that he would hear them. In other words, it was supposed to be a sure thing that when you go to the temple to pray, and if God would hear you. And what this really was, say like this, if the people had did wrong and they wanted to repent, they would go to the temple and they knew if they spoke to God that he would cleanse them and he would restore them and he would fight for them. So Jehoshaphat was a man of prayer. He knew that it wasn't him. He knew he couldn't do it with his army. He knew he couldn't do it but only with God's aid. And I want to look at that again. I want to, I just want this to penetrate with inside your, with inside your soul, in your heart and mind, to understand that what he is saying, what God command was to them to do, it was to seek God in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of tribulations, in the perilous times, and uh, these things begin to happen to you that you don't know what to do. I want you to understand that we have a God who is well capable and able to come in and protect. And so I just want to just encourage you, you know, and I'm going to read, I'm going to go back to uh, verse five. 
In a new courtyard of the Lord's temple, Jehoshaphat stood in front of the people. He said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are not you the God in heaven? You rule all the kingdoms and the nations. You possess power and might, and no one can oppose you. Did not you, our God, force those who were living in this country out of Israel? Why? Did not you give this country to the descendants of your friend Abraham? And you know, that's, that's awesome. Abraham was a friend of God. <laughs> and if you understand it, they, you know that he had a relationship with God. And because God had made him a promises, if you listen to the last podcast that I was talking in, about Genesis chapter 12, God said that he would bless those who bless uh, Abraham and he would curse those that curse him. So this is a promise that God had given them, given to Abraham before there was a nation of Israel. And this is showing you just how much God loved Abraham and had a relationship with Abraham. And so we can praise God. His descendants have lived in it and built a holy temple for your name. And it, they said if evil come in any form of war, blood, plagues, or famine, we will stand in front of this temple, in front of you, because your name is in this temple. And we would cry out to you in our troubles and you will hear us and save us so I want you to know that we have a God that hears in other words he's not sleep he's not on vacation he's not taking a road trip he's not doing any of those things that uh, <laughs> that uh, would happen uh, without uh, a, a, a God that's in, a God that works in impossibility so we have a God who doesn't slumber and sleep in other words he's always on the job and I want to encourage you that you know that God is always on the job. And you know, uh, we're going to go to verse number 19. The Ammonites, the Moabites, and the people of Mount Seir have come here. For however, you did not let Israel invade them. Actually, I'm in verse 10. I'm very sorry about that. Uh, the Ammonites, the Moabites, and the people of Mount Seir have come here. However, you did not let Israel invade them. And when they came out of Egypt, the Israelites turned away from them and did not destroy them. They are now paying us back by coming to force us out of your land that you gave us. And what Jehoshaphat was doing in verse 10 and going to verse 11, he was letting God know, hey, you gave this to us, God. Uh, now someone is coming to kick us out. In other words, they're coming, to, they're coming to evict us. But this is something that you gave me. So I also want to encourage someone right now who know that God has given them a home, has given them a place to stay, and they feel like that someone's coming to take it from them. Understand, no one can take anything that God has given you because God loves you and God cares about you. So I want you to stay encouraged. I don't want you to be feel defeated. I don't want you to feel bogged down. I don't want you to feel like that you can't prevail in your circumstances because you can prevail, especially if God has given it to you. If God has given it to you, it's been established in the heavens. Uh, and let's go on. Uh, I'm going to go to verse 12. It says, you are God 
won't you judge them? We do not have the strength to face this large crowd that is attacking us. We do not know what to do. So we're looking to you. See, what he did was he honestly admit, hey, this is too big for me, God. We don't know what to do with this large crowd that's coming at us. God, I don't know what to do about uh, my circumstances. You know, God, I don't know how to, to defeat it. I'm not looking towards anyone. This is what I mean by seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things to be added unto you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind at the same time. And I want to just to have you just to know that God is watching over you to perform the things that he promised to do to you before the foundation of the world was laid. And we have to understand that God is capable of delivering us from any circumstance. In other words, I don't know uh, what you're facing with, you know. I don't know what the, what's running through your heart, you know, running through your heart and mind, you know. But I want you to know that we got a, a God that we can count on. And like it says, uh, Abraham was his friend. They said, you had get us to them for a permanent destination. So stay encouraged. Stay uplifted. Uh, don't let... Uh, the enemy move you off your square. Remember, because when we praise God, he fights for us. And so sometimes, you know, we don't understand. I want you to understand, too, about the magnitude what praise does. You know, uh, you know how sometimes, you know, you might, you might be feeling down. So you might cut on the radio and listen to, you know, a song that brings you enlightenment. And so when we praise God, what it does First of all, it shows that we are submitting ourselves to God, but also it's letting God know that we believe that he can do it. See, in the wilderness, the people didn't believe God can do what he could do for them. But we have to know that uh, we have the ability to praise God in our, in our circumstances. But if we praise God in our circumstances uh, and we uplift him, oh, you know, in, in the Psalms it says, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. Because you know what that's saying to all the heavenly hosts? They believe in God. They are sure that he can step in and change their circumstances. They're not concerned about what they see because our invisible God is bigger than the things that we see in this lifetime. So I want you to be encouraged. And like I said, in whatever you're struggling with today, I'm, I'm in prayer with you. I want you to send me your prayer request and say, Danny, I need you to pray about this circumstance. I need you to stand in the gap for me. I want to be that person who makes a hedge around you. I want to be that person that's able to uh, uplift you, make you feel good, and let you know that you can count on God, and also you can count on Danny to, to pray for you on a daily basis. And, you know, I, I hope that, you know, this podcast show, you're not alone with helping encourage people uh, during difficult situations. In other words, you know, I hope that, you know, that, you know, that you enjoy the show and that, you know, that you begin to listen to it, you know, listen to some of the podcasts and meditate on it. Take notes, you know, go back and search for Danny saying, see if Danny telling me the truth and that he's not lying to me, that he's not leading me astray, but he's really concerned about me, concerned about the things that I'm concerned with. You know, I'm very concerned. Like I said, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. The manifestation of this show, you're not alone, just to let you know that when you're going through difficulties, if you're going through uh, things that fit, you know, in other words, and you need someone who knows what it is to be alone. 
I know personally what it is to feel you're alone and you don't have no one to talk to and you don't know who to cry out to. But I found something in this in this Jesus. Jesus the Christ, the anointed one, the one that we serve and, and love and honor. I found out that he's faithful in the midst of tribulations and distress and discouragement. You know, uh, he's there. He can take that cloudy day and make it a sunny day. He's there to be your umbrella when it's raining outside. He's there with you in the car when you're traveling to and from work or going on a road trip. Or He's there when you're walking on a lakefront by yourself and you got things beating against your heart and mind. He's there when you're at the dinner table. He's there. When you're in, at work and you're surrounded by your co-workers and your co-workers don't know that you got things on your heart and mind. He's there. And whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart, heart and mind at the same time. Because he just wants you to, me and you to trust in him and believe that he has the ability to save. That's what Jehoshaphat said, that you will save us. You know, he said that. That you promised to save us. And I want you to understand, this same God is doing the same thing today. The Bible is... It's not an exclusive thing. The Bible is for everyone. God promises for everyone. In other words, uh, you know, from the to least to the highest. In other words, there is no ranking system with God. We are all equal. In other words, we all are called to to love and worship Him and serve Him. But also, we are called to love and worship and help our brothers and sisters in times of trouble and perilous times. So I want to be that person that you can write to and say, hey, Danny, I really need some prayer. And then I'm gonna be able to come back and say, hey, Sister John, Brother John, Sister Mary wrote me and said they were going through some things and we stood in agreement, you know, in other words. And now we got a testimony that God restored. He healed and he brought deliverance into their circumstances. That's what a testimony is. A testimony is something meant to, to, to edify, the body, you know, and the Bible says, Revelation, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and our testimonies. In other words, because guess what our testimonies do? When people are going through, you say, hey, man, I didn't know what I was going to do. But I began to seek God and seek his face and, and began to call upon his name, and he stood in. And there's so much power in praise. I want you to understand that, you know, even though you might get hit with a baseball bat, but if you have the ability to praise and thank God, you can see the manifestations of the heaven opens for you. So let's get back into uh, Second Chronicles uh, chapter 20. And like I said, today I'm reading from the, uh, today's translation. And I'm going to go to verse 13. All the people from Judah, their infants, their wives and children were standing in front of the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. He was the son of Zechariah, the grandson of Benaniah, the grandson of Jehiel, whose father was Matthias, a Levite, a descendant of Asaph. Jehiel said, pay attention to me, everyone from Judah, everyone living in Jerusalem. King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be frightened. This is God. God spoke right to 
what it says when we read earlier, it says that he was frightened. God put him right in remembrance to what he was, that he was frightened. And it says that in what God did, God used the spirit of God came upon this man. And this man had got a word from God directly from heaven. This is what you call, he got an email. <laughs> uh, and so let's, let's look at this. Do not be frightened of, or terrified by the large crowd. This bout is not yours. It is God. Did you hear what God said? Hey, brother. This ain't something that you got to fight. You ain't got to do nothing. This battle is mine. Because what happened was, in the prayer, it says that this temple was dedicated, that the king stood before. And it says that when we come to you in all these perilous times, whatever it is, that you would save us. And so now God is, guess what he's doing? He's backing up the prayer that Solomon made when he dedicated the temple to the Lord. And guess what he did? We're going to find out. I'm, I ain't going to spoil it for you. I don't want to spoil it for you. I want you, to, uh, I want you to enjoy the power of praise. And sometimes, you know, we, we have to trust God and do things his way. Because sometimes we do things God's way. You know, it, it, it might not seem right. But let me tell you what it'll do. It'll make things right. So I just want to just encourage you again. So whatever you're dealing with. So now let's look at what Jehoshaphat said. And what this and, and what the what the what the man is speaking to them. He says, The battle is not yours. Tomorrow go into the battle against them. They will be coming up Zen. Pass, you will find them. And at the end of the valley in front of Jerusalem de desert, you won't you will not you will not fight in this battle. Instead, take your position and stand still. And see the victory of the Lord. For you, Judah, and Jerusalem, do not be frightened or terrified. Tomorrow go out and face them. The Lord is with you. Did you hear that? See, now this remember, I don't know if you listened to the podcast when I said that. Are you, are you willing to take that step? See, sometimes to activate faith, you have to, you have to make a step. Now, God told them what he was going to do, but they had to take the step. They had to go, they had to go to Zen. They had to walk out there. In other words, they had to show that they were trusting in God. You know, we can talk to talk, but can we walk to walk? And so they were put in a position now that God has given them a word on what to do. He said, hey, don't be frightened. I want you to go out there to meet them. God didn't have them hide from their enemy. He told them, I want you to go out there and meet them. God had already given the word that he would fight for them. And that, in other words, they didn't have to fight this battle. All they had to do was just do what God tells them to do. So I want you to let you know that if God is giving you instructions on doing something, don't lean to your own understanding but follow God's instructions and see what he's telling you to do in that crisis. And so he told them, you know, you're going to have to make a step. And so this is what happened. He said, do not be frightened or terrified tomorrow. Go out to face them. The Lord is with you. Now in verse 18, 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat bowed down with his head touching the ground. Everyone from Judah and the people who lived in Jerusalem immediately bowed down in front of the Lord. Did you hear that? 
the people gave homage to the Lord. They bowed down. That's a sign of surrender and trust and belief in God. That that message that they heard, that it was really from God. And so now they are ready to. They surrendered to God and gave God the glory and said, hey, we're going to do what you said. We're going to follow you. And so we see that they, they bowed down. And, and they was, you know, leading not to their own understanding. The Levites, the descendants of Kohath and Kor, stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud song. You heard it said, the Levites, you know, the Kohaths and Kor, and them, they began to praise God with a loud sound. And what they began to do, they just began to thank God, you know, because they know that, he is merciful and he's on the he's on the front line, he's on the battle. And they begin to praise God. Remember, they haven't went nowhere, they're praising God right there, right now. They're thanking God, and even though God hasn't moved upon their circumstances yet, they're praising God before the victory comes. So this is a what I want to share with you about the victory of praise. When you praise God, before the victory, you'll see the victory. So we have to be able to praise God before the victory comes, in other words. So if you get a notice in the mail today, uh, praise him in the midst of that. Praise him if you get a phone call and you got bad news. Praise him if you go to school and, and you find out that your child is failing. Praise him. Because guess what? It's not over with. Uh, praise him. Give him the glory. Give him the honor that's due to him. And see the salvation of the Lord. See the victory of God. Because when we praise God, he can take that situation and turn it around. He can, you know, do anything, you know. Especially when you walk into the doctor's office and the doctor say, hey, this ain't a good thing. You know, in other words, it's not a good thing. Don't mean that, uh, you know, we can speak that faith and say, yeah, we heal. But faith doesn't deny the facts. So if you're facing with something that's reality, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to look at it. You can face the fact because faith, faith doesn't deny what's going on. Faith just means that you believe that God can step in and do something about it. So let's have faith today. Let's believe that God can step in in our circumstances for the brother or sister who needs a job or the brother and sister who needs financial deliverance or the brother and sister who needs, you know, restoration with their family and with their friends. Uh, and the person that's incarcerated, you know, we're praying that, you know, that God would be with them. And when they come out, that he would give them the keys of victory to show them how to live through their circumstances. And turn their lives around. Uh, we're praying for new beginnings, for people who, who need a new beginning. We, we, we're believing that God is going to do something for his, for his people that trusted him, that leaned not to their own understanding. Now let's get back into this, this Second Chronicles 20, and we're seeing Jehoshaphat, and we're seeing the people, they fast, and they standing up, they praising God. Because guess what? God going to give them the victory. So I want you today, whatever you do, whatever you do, 
take a 30, 30 second praise break and say, you know, I thank you, God. And that's what we're going to do right now. Let's just take a 30, 30 second break and just praise God. Oh, Father, I just thank you, Father. I give you the glory, God. I'm so excited, God, for what you're getting ready to do for your people, God. I praise and worship you. Oh, God, I magnify you. I exalt you. I lift you high. I thank you, Father, for what uh, you're about to do. I thank you, Father, for what you've already done, Father. I thank you, Father, because today is the celebration, Father. I thank you, Father, for this podcast show. I thank you, God, that you have just given life to people, Father, and whatever they're going to. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Oh, we just thank and praise you. We just having a praise break. We just having a moment of celebration to honor you, to uplift your name and tell you how wonderful you are, how magnificent you are. Oh, God, we just want to thank and praise and praise and praise and praise your holy name. Thank you for sending your son to the earth. Thank you, Father, for uh, letting him go to the cross. Thank you, Father, for not... Uh, not pull him off the cross because today we can say, Ah, my Father, thank you, God. This is what praise is. And so we didn't praise God. So guess what? I don't know what didn't happen, but I know something has happened. So I just want you to know, I want you to know the power of praise and what it can do in your life. So let's 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 get back into this, this story. And remember today I'm reading from today's translation. That's the Bible that I'm reading from today. Uh, and like I said, Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I hope that you are laid like I am. I hope that you feel the spirit of God all over your body right now. I hope that you know that God is able. And, it's, and this is what it says. They got up early in the morning and went to the desert of Teo. And they were leaving. And Jehoshaphat stopped and said, the king is, 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 is on point. He, he, he's supposed to get him some encouragement. This is what he said. Wow, this is powerful. Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, people of Judah, those living in Jerusalem. Trust the Lord your God. Believe, believe his prophet, and you will succeed. And see, Jehoshaphat recognized the brother who gave the message was a prophet, a prophetic message from God. And he said, Trust the Lord and his prophet and what he was saying because we have to take God at his word that when a brother spoke about the battle was not theirs, he was speaking for God. And so he said, just hold on to that word. And this is what the Bible is. Hold on to the word of God. It doesn't change. Hold on to it. Don't let the enemy snatch the word from you because that's what he want to do. He want to take the word. He want to take the word from you and make you feel that it won't ever change. Let me tell you something. Change is inevitable. If you notice, we live in the, we live in the United States. Right? I'm going to show you about change. Uh, we have an election coming up. And with the election coming up, there can be a new president or the president can be reelected. But we know that a president only can serve two terms. So in the United States, whether he gets reelected or not, we're going to have change in the, in the White House eventually. Things change. I want you to understand that. Yeah, that's in Congress. You know, that's, uh, you know, you can be defeated. In other words, you might, you might have a long run in Congress or Senate, but eventually it's going to come about a change in that 
because, you know, we're not here forever. So understand that change is inevitable. In other words, in our circumstance, don't ever think that change is something that can't never happen because it can happen. And let's get back into Second Chronicles so we can see what happens. After he advised the people to sing to the Lord, it says, at the advice of the people to sing to the Lord and praise him for his beauty and his holiness. You see what they did? I told you about this praise thing. When we praise, God fights for us. So I want you to praise him today. Uh, whatever you're looking at, you know, praise him. In other words, whatever you're standing, standing against you, praise him. In other words, don't be discouraged about things that you see because the things that we see are temporal. In other words, they're not they're not forever. It's in the unseen world where things are forever. Uh, so I just want you to be encouraged by that. Thank the Lord because his mercy endures forever. And as they started to sing and praise, this is why I've been waiting to get to this part. It says <coughs> that the Lord set an ambush against the Ammonites, the Moabites, and the people of Monsir who have come into Judah. They were defeated. Then the Ammonites, the Moabites, attacked the people from Monsir and annihilated them. And after they had finished, off the people of Syria, they helped destroy one another. And so what happened was God sent uh, just a whole bunch of distrust among each other. They began to fight among another. They began to destroy their own self. And then when they had destroyed the enemy, they destroyed one another. They were enraged. That was the spirit that the Lord had released over them to uh, bring the children of Israel victory in their circumstances. So we never know how God is going to deliver us, but God delivered them. It goes on to say in verse 24, the people of Judah went to the watchtower in the desert and looked for the crowd. Corpses were laying on the ground. No one had escaped. When Jehoshaphat and his troops came to take the loot, they found among them a lot of good clothing, valuables. They found more than they could carry. They spent three days collecting the loot. Did you hear that? They spent three days collecting the loot. And did you see that the king went to the battle? Because it was a custom in those days that, you know, the king led his army. And, and he was trusting in God. He wasn't trusting himself. He was trusting in God. So I want you to see that God gave him the victory. But we're going to look at the last thing. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Virtue. Because they thanked the Lord, their, their place is still called the Valley of Virtue. Thanks today. And so what happened was, after they, they praised God before the victory, and then they praised God after the victory. So whatever you're facing today, sister and brother, I want you to know that God is there for you to help you, to lead you to, the, to def defeat your enemies. Because this invisible God can step into reality at any point in time, and he can change the, he can change the outcome. And the outcome, comes, the outcome changed through prayer and trust and belief in God. So whatever you're facing to, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, I thank you for listening to the show. And I'm just to close out in prayer, and I thank God for you, and I'm praying for you. Please send me your prayer request. Let me know what we can 
pray for you about and stand in agreement with you. Let's have some testimony. Let's have some testimony parties and thank God for his goodness. Oh, precious Father, I thank you for this show. Father, I thank you, Father, for the time that we had together. I thank you, Father, for the fellowship with the brothers and sisters, Father, about who you are, Father. And I pray whatever they're going through, that you get them victory just like you did to gave the people of Judah, Father, because they praised you, Father. And as the title of the message is, when we praise, God fight for us. Let's praise God today. Father, I thank you, Father, for these people's lives. I thank you, Father, that you allowed me to have this time with them. And right now, I just want to tell you I love you. I'm praying for you, asking God to bless you. Uh, I thank you so truly. And so I just want to say I love you. Thanks for listening to the You're Not Alone podcast. This is your host, Danny Hampton, signing off. And I can't wait to come back with another exciting word of God to uplift you and give you hope in the midst of your circumstances. I just want to tell you I love you and have a blessed day. And thanks for listening to the podcast.